Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I'm very good, Connor. I'm glad that everyone could join us for the Monday weather report again, because I'd just like to preface the show by saying it's windy as hell outside. If you hear it on the mic, I'm very sorry, but I can't control it. (laughs) Why did you do it in a field? I keep telling you, why do you do those shows outside? It's windy. It's a lovely tone that it gives to the audio. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. I can finally breathe out in this field. (laughs) (laughs) In the dark, as we're recording this oh yeah absolutely it's ireland in fucking february it's one of the coldest places it's It's always raining it's always raining and unless it's uncomfortably humid but even then (laughs) it's still more moisture than you want still still there's there might be a sun shower at some stage oh oh jez we'd hope for a sun shower (laughs) (laughs) so sean this is movie monday so we are here to talk all of our our nerdy news um now there was two trailers dropped this week but shockingly probably for the first time in a very long time in regards to trailers neither trailer has anything to do with people who dress up with capes or tights or any superhero i would argue the first two things you said there could be debated Okay, maybe there can be debate, but the superhero thing is definitely factual. Right? Bang on. <laughs> um, so, Sean, I didn't know which one to go with first, because one is obviously, there's probably one bigger than the other, and to some people, maybe they like one more than the other. So, I'm just going to choose the one that, unfortunately, now this is this is the bit where we're going to have a lot of people tuning out. Sean, I know very little about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Right. Um, now, I wouldn't say, not very little, I know as much as someone who played the game a few times years back, but has not seen much since. So, Sean, we had a trailer for a brand new Mortal Kombat film that is going to be coming out in the coming year. Um, and it's a raid band trailer, so it's it's fairly gruesome, which, I mean, it's Mortal Kombat. What did we expect? Yeah, it literally Sean, started debates about whether video games were too violent. Mm, and are cool, you mean? <laughs> Not for fucking nerds. <laughs> is this video game too amazing? Are we getting too sexy? I think so. I think so. But this is... Yeah, it's it's very much a, a grown-up video game. And the film is... I'm, I'm, this is going to be a very telling sentence. The film is trying to emulate that. <laughs> it is. This might be one of the most, like, just batshit, like, just bloody gruesome. Exactly what it says on the ten trailers we've had in a long time. Yeah, and... It's weird because this trailer, like aside from the fact that it's in HD and stuff, this trailer feels like it could have come out in like the 80s or 90s 
and not be out of place at all. Yeah, so what? how the trailer starts is we, we get introduced to this mission in Brazil. Um, yeah. There's there's a female narrator and she's telling us, I'm sure a character in the movie, I, I don't know who she is, but she's telling us all about a mission that they went on and there was a bit of a hiccup in so yes. far as they ran into this motherfucker who could ice people and he ripped off a man's arms after icing them, which I will say, the animation looks really good. So yeah. I will give the graphics the t- team a, a, a fair amount of respect for what they've achieved here. He just, like... That that man, by the way, is Sub Zero, um, and Jax is the other guy. Yeah, and mm. Sub Sub Zero in this is like so close to being the perfect version of Sub Zero. Okay, for those that don't know, um, the the whole thing about Mortal Kombat is this big tournament where magical fighters kind of gather together. That's a gross oversimplification, but the games have gotten absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think it is. Oh, would you like more info? It's, Excuse me. No, the no, Elder I, Gods. I, I, I mean, it's not really a gross oversimplification. The games are... The boys turn up and someone's got to win. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just punch each other. Um, yeah. And eventually they win. Um, so the 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 way it works is that the there's fighters in every realm. There's something like 18 realms or something like that. And you can only take over another realm if you beat um, the other realm's greatest warriors in ten consecutive Mortal Kombat tournaments. <laughs> Which, you know what? I like when there's rules within a universe. Regardless of how batshit the rules are, I like straight up, they're like, they're the rules. And we have, ru- that's the plot. We have to stick to these no matter how bullshit yes. it is. Um, mm. Now, there's... I w- going through this trailer, it kind of it does evoke like the spirit of the games in that there is fatalities. It's also really campy and dumb because yeah. they'll they'll say like the finish him line. They will say that in this movie unironically. Um, Sub Zero will say his famed catchphrase of "Get over here." <laughs> well, he wanted him to be closer so he could kill him. Yeah, yeah, but I, to be honest, Connor, he had him on the ropes, really, didn't he? I mean, he, the man was, he was absolutely just in bits. Stabbed with a knife made of blood or something like that. Oh, that's cool. That is a cool scene, though. I mean, perfect for the trailer. Per- when they did it, it, yeah, I, the trailer I seen shot. It, when I seen it, I was just like, perfect trailer shot. If you're going to do that in the movie, put that in the trailer. Unfortunately, that could be a downside if that's the coolest part of the film. But looking at everything going on and the shots that we briefly see, I think this could be just a really badass film of just like... I think the stunts team and the graphics team have worked really hard to make this unique and make and make it look cool. And I think people going into this movie know what they're getting. You're not going to a Mortal Kombat film to see anything other than the fact that everyone's going to turn up in one area... And everyone's going to kick the shit out of each other and there's going to be lots of blood. Now, where it loses me slightly is they start talking about the fate of the Earth is in their hands. Sean, do you have any idea what that means? Because I was just like, I thought it was just a big tournament. Why is there a world-ending event happening? Oh, it's a a world takeover kind of thing. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, So people from another realm or another dimension, um, they will, like, they will take over the earth if they lose this fighting tournament. So what you essentially have is very good human fighters with maybe a bit of magic versus demons and monsters, shall we say. <laughs> For some reason, I'm thinking of dodgeball. <laughs> like, all the teams turning up. <laughs> just, I, I want to see something like that. Like, there's just one really, like, there has to be a planet somewhere out there full of aliens that all look like just little girls, like Girl Scouts, but they're just... The bloodiest, absolute killers. Most <laughs> just absolute killers. The um, they seem to be. This is kind of like. I think the first half of this movie is going to be going around introducing characters, like introducing the yeah. roster of fighters. Kind of Suicide Squaddy and Cole. Who's Cole? What's going Who's on Cole? with him? And uh, my favorite line in the whole trailer: "It's a birthmark. He was bored with it." And I just thought. <laughs> Can you think of any other birthmark that they weren't born with? Can you describe a birthmark for (laughs) me, What's in the name again? What's it called? A birth... Oh. 
So that's a Bert, yeah. Oh, he was bored with it. Oh, he was. He was. Oh, oh he was. <laughs> I, I thought it came when he was 15. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's just one of those things that you develop. Um, <laughs> but he's been chosen because he has superpowers. Because he's got a birthmark that's shaped like a dragon. Yeah, long lineage of fighters and things like that. Um, mm. Which I... Uh, it, it has to be done. I, I feel that this movie... I, it looks really cool. I think it's the best looking Mortal Kombat movie we've ever had. Because there was that really weird one back in the day. And it was terrible. Yeah, um, I feel like that's, that that comment saying it's the best one. It sounds amazing, but it's faint praise. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the best one. The last one was really bad. The um, Now there's... The, I I would I think this movie is going to be about as good as the first G.I. Joe movie was. Which is like, oh, that's better than I expected it would be. But it's not, like, a great movie by any means. Um, Do you think there's an audience for this? I, I mean, there's obviously an audience who love the video games. But as a as a wider audience, like, do you think people will go see a, a Mortal Kombat film? I, I don't think so. I think this is a movie that would do really well on a streaming service. With 13-year-old um, lads. With 13-year-old lads, exactly. <laughs> I know 13-year-old like, Connor would be all over this film. <laughs> uh, that's it. Like, it's it's the Power Rangers, it's the wrestling, it's, you know, it's just larger-than-life characters fighting. There's something very yeah. good about that. Um, but I think that if you market this right, like, this movie should come out with a Mortal Kombat game at the same time, surely, right? Like, I mean, isn't that a no-brainer? Yeah, they're they're otherwise just flushing money down the drain. Yeah, like or or at least like do a big push on PlayStation and Xbox, like have ads or have trailers just all over that the week leading up to its release, and because that's your market, that's who you need to target with this. Because my dad isn't going to watch this. No, I I was just I seen this trailer and it has so many views over the like for example Cruella which is the trailer we're going to be talking about later on that is Disney and that has nine million as of today whatever video I clicked on and this trailer had nearly seven million so there's definitely people checking out this trailer but now that could also be because nobody's gone to the cinema in a year. So everyone's just dying for new trailers or new content and anything that comes out, we kind of just gobble it all up. But just at the same over. time, yeah, just just assault it, really. Um, but I think there is an audience here, and I think if you make it this cool, just know what you are. I I love a movie that just knows what it is, like Godzilla vs. Kong. I mean, that has never promised to be anything other than Godzilla vs. Kong, and they're just going to beat the shit out of each other have that same energy going into this and I think you could actually do quite well yeah I'm I it and and it's weird that these are the kind of movies that are coming out at the minute like big fighting face-off movies maybe we're all a bit tense and stressed and we just need absolute escapism for a bit mm. um but I'm I'm not gonna say I'm excited for this movie but I think it's cool that they're trying this again. Because it shouldn't work, and it probably won't. Yeah, so, and video game movies have had a long history of being shit. So, let's just see what happens. Yeah, and I don't think that this... Like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know the Mortal Kombat fan base uh, super well. Um, But I don't think they're going to get wound up about this movie too much, whether it breaks established lore and traditions. Because... From what I know, it's a series that gets rebooted and rewritten every game. Um, and also, I need to apologise. Scorpion says the line, get over here. Not Sub-Zero. Oh, I mean, you're an idiot. <laughs> well, Scorpion, as we know, previously killed by Sub-Zero, then came yeah. back as yeah. a colour-swapped opposite of Sub-Zero. Scorpion yeah. wears yellow because he thinks that Sub-Zero is a chicken. <laughs> I think I think this is a movie that that I think there's sequels, sequels in there if they want to go that way. I mean, this has a better chance of like a universe than the DCEU does at the minute. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Don't say that out loud. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong, Connor. 
Um, so, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of movie news, and this involves everyone's favourite nine movies. I was going to say trilogy, but there's been more than one. That is Star Wars, and we've known for a quite a few times, uh, for quite a few years, I should say, that Lucasfilm had been wanting to get another trilogy going, and one of the trilogies that they were thinking of doing was Mr. Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy. Um, now, over the last Probably two years, there's been a bit of news that it's not happening, that it is happening, that it was scrapped completely. But now it turns out that Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy is still happening, Sean. Really? That is a gamble I didn't think they would take. (laughs) They're still going down that way. I don't know why. And and look, Ryan Johnson has made some very good stuff. That's not the issue that I Mm. see here. I think that when... Like Star Wars and Star Wars, the fan base it, as as a whole is concerned. I don't think that they have as much good faith in Ryan Johnson as they did, you no, know, five years ago, maybe. Mm, because Ryan Johnson, since then, though, he has done Knives Out. He's he has proven he's a very good director, and he got a lot of shit for that film, and he got a lot of social media hate for that film as well. Um, Star Wars Eight. I, of oh, course, and he still does. Yeah, every single day he wakes up to be told he's shit on one half, and then the other half is like, where's Knives Out 2? It's so good! And that's us um, tweeting him. That's us. But, um, yeah, so, originally, I was just of the opinion that this was just going to be uh, just gone, because after number nine came out, I think a lot, there was just so much apathy in the air that people just didn't care anymore, especially with just disappointment. And I think Lucasfilm... I mean, we say a lot of bad things, but they read the room, <laughs> so they were like, mm, maybe we shouldn't do this, and then, but I think what's happened now is that the Mandalorian has done so well that they're like, they've now gotten that weird cockiness back that they're like, yeah, we could do another trilogy. I think but, this could make lots of money. <laughs> but then they also announced like 12 separate Star Wars projects that they're yes. working on for Disney+. Plus. They, they, they do, might be... and, and they also have um, Taika Waititi's film as well. Yeah, and um, uh, what's the lady's name? She directed Wonder Woman. Patty Jenkins. Oh, Patty Jenkins. Yeah, you have Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron as well, like the fighter pilot movie that she's doing. Um, now, I'm, I think they're thinning out the soup a little bit too much. And banking on three films with a director that I would say safely 50% of the fan base doesn't like. And I look, mm. I'm, I'm indifferent to the whole thing. Um, but what, they, they might have a better chance in that Ryan Johnson would be planning out the entire trilogy on this one. Not Wait, slotting so in a movie. Which you're thinking that he might plan the third movie before he starts the first one. That'll never I'm, work. Connor, (laughs) those Disney executives have been whispering in your ear for too long. (laughs) It'll never work, Sean. How are you meant to know how the fans are going to react if you don't very quickly react to everything they say? I don't understand. Flex that script to fit into (laughs) all of the fans' theories, thereby proving And then you would please everyone. Just, Just please everyone. Like and have they said anything about the film? Like when it will be set? Will it be all no. new characters? They act. The, the reason why this is news is because we've known nothing about this project for like so long. I don't think they even ever had. I know a very rough, basic idea of where they were going with it. It's just everyone just assumed it was just off the table, and there was no news. News was non-existent about this. These Star Wars films that were just ki- kind of in the eater. But he did a recent interview with um, Soraya Wilson and uh, she came out and said, yes, Ryan's Star Wars trilogy is still on. There's no date or timelines because he has other projects going on, but he is still signed on to do the Star Wars project in the coming years. So that could probably mean maybe 2025, but that does still mean that he is signed on to do it and direct those films. No, it just means it's... It's still planned, and maybe they they just haven't got around to crossing that off the list yet. Mm. But they, my God. <laughs> they just forgot about them, and they'll just keep forgetting until the third one comes out. And just like, oh shit, we let this get out of hand. Or what if he makes the first one, 
and they fire him. And then they hire in J.J. Abrams to do the second one. And then J.J. leaves. Yeah, and then they bring then, him back for the third. Then you get George Lucas in. No, you get Josh Trank. He was down to do the second one originally. He was. Bring him back. You get Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller. They were doing Solo. They're not doing anything Star Wars at the minute. Bring them in. I. You know what I would love, though? I would what? love this trilogy to come out... And be amazing. I would love it to be the best Star Wars thing. Like, like okay, look, we're obviously it's not going to be the best Star Wars thing ever, but and you can't please everyone. But imagine it came out and everyone was like, "Holy shit, this is good!" And they had that weird feel of like, "It's good," but Ryan Johnson did it. <laughs> but but I don't. I think I'd just be so happy that there was. Something good, good Star Wars. that was made. Yeah. yeah, like what if this was the Mandalorian of the movies? <laughs> and and I still think eight is better than nine. And so because I think nine has more apathy attached to it. And yeah, nine eight, is, I was excited going in. Yeah, nine is like a whimper that it's going out on. At least eight was like, oh, you tried to do a backflip, but you landed on your neck a little bit. Yeah, I, I've I've always said that number eight is the film that like has lower lows. I think the nine nine is like. A five. Just consistently, just like, it's just trying to finish. Whereas, I feel like number eight has, there's scenes, say, in the throne room, or the scene when it goes through light speed to destroy, Laura Dern destroys all the ships. Like, those two scenes are all-time classics in Star Wars films. The only issue is that there's a lot of other scenes that are really bad. So you've got, like, really low lows and really high highs, which I think is slightly better than just feeling nothing throughout the whole film. Yeah, because it means they tried something and they gave enough of a shit to be like, put thought into it, uh, whether that paid off or not. But then you have like Leia flying through space. Oh no. Oh no. And the gambling. Oh, the gambling. Oh, the that whole fucking casino <laughs> sequence is worthless. Poor John Boyega. What are you doing? He, I deserve so much better. <laughs> Um, yeah, see, I, Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still happening, which implies to me Star Wars is coming back, Sean. We're getting another trilogy in the next few years. Are There'll you be excited? more Star Wars mo- news every week until, every week. They, they, announce, until they announce that they're cancelling all of their projects. Yeah, and, and then they're just going to reinstall more projects. We've, we've cancelled that trilogy. We have a well, new trilogy next week. <laughs> we've cancelled the Obi-Wan series. <laughs> It's like filmed and it's in the can. We've They're decided about not to, press to put upload it out. On. <laughs> we, we've decided that against it. We don't want to do it. It's just not for us, guys. <laughs> um, so, Sean, we have to move on to a piece of news. Now, we were talking about video game news. What about board game movies, Sean? So there's video game movies, board game movies. Now, a few weeks ago, we talked about one very handsome man, Mr. Chris Pine. Joining yeah. the cast of Dungeons and Dragons, the film. Um, but this week, I bring to you, Sean, that this movie should be called Damn Dungeons and Dragons, because it's after ca- casting the Bridgerton star, Regé Jean Page, Sean. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> so we now have the Bridgerton star. He's going to come in on the Dungeons and Dragons film. Sean... Does this movie have a chance? <laughs> I'm baffled by this because, and not not to enforce stereotypes here, but those aren't two men that you think of when you think of Dungeons and Dragons, is it? Well, who do you think of? Uh, Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. that's pretty good. Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this movie, like, when it first came out, I was like, they're doing a Dungeons and Dragons movie, for fuck's sake. And then it's like, we've hired Chris Pine. And I was like, huh? There's mm-hmm. a slight hope. Interest might- peaked. Interest peaked. Now they hire Regazian Page, the- who I would assume is like, I think he's probably the most popular star. In- I mean, Bridgerton is the most popular Netflix show of all time, isn't it? Or like, top Something two? Something like that, yeah. <clears throat> so... If you're going to bring in anyone, bring in the person that during lockdown, the most people have watched ever. (laughs) Yeah, that is like facial recognition that you can't buy on a poster. No. And and him and Chris Pine, 
they're big enough names that they could draw people in to a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. The um, I, 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 I think most of. I don't think it's going to be like a movie from the eighties where it's a bunch of five year olds. Well, like they were probably fifteen or something, sitting around a table playing Dungeons and Dragons, and then it fades, and then you're in the world. Um, I, I think it might just be here's a fantasy story, you know, and we'll tell it from that perspective rather than unless they do the Jumanji thing oh yeah I feel like but the Jumanji thing's already been done can you do it again I don't I, no and I don't think it would work as well when it's not a video game they've like also when, cast Michelle Rodriguez and Justice Smith so this cast is this is movie getting, this cast is getting better and better by the day they but I mean, I guess, and I guess, like Dungeons and Dragons has gotten quite big over lockdown as well. People are doing it over Zoom and Skype. And I suppose, all that. like pe- people are all getting together and playing it. I mean, it makes sense. It does make it makes a lot of sense. But my God, if you had told me that in twenty twenty one, the casting for a Dungeons and Dragons movie would be major news, I would have so said you've got, you were gone. You've now got Chris Pied, Regine Page, Michelle Rodriguez, and Justice Smith. In this film about Dungeons and Dragons, which, if I'm calling it out, biggest movie of 2022 or 2023, whenever it comes out, that's it's gonna like it's gonna come out and it'll probably be good. Surely it'll be good. This is an inbuilt fan base as well. I think we touched on this when we talked about Chris Pine being cast. Like, it is you have your audience and they they do want this, so lean into that. Don't not try and make inbuilt, a safe movie. Not only is it an inbuilt fan base, it's an inbuilt franchise. Like, this could be like a Harry Potter style thing, where you just have five movies of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. There's like, there's unlimited potential. Absolutely. And like, how many, there are so many Dungeons and Dragons, like, campaigns that you have like, you have a script with fleshed out characters already written. Like And obviously we're assuming Joe Maginello will be cast at some stage. He has to be. He was apparently uh like involved in like get, getting the the pre production of this rolling. Um I think he was like, No, I heard I heard rumors in Hollywood they're making a Dungeons and Dragons movie. I want this to be made. <laughs> he's not only he's not starring in it, he's directing it and writing it. On his, oh, on his just days off. Just just when he has time, when he's not uh, leading a campaign. But I think surely you have to get him in. You have to get all... The, like there, I don't know if you know on YouTube, there's a channel called Critical Role. Um, it's a bunch of voice actors and they all play D&D together. It's unreal. Um, but g- give you were them telling about a, you. I think you were telling me about it before, like a few weeks ago or a few months ago. Yeah, I think it might have been the last time we were together. I might have told yeah. you about it. Um, I remember seeing the l- happiness in your eyes. Haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> no, it's been, it's long gone, friends. Um, but like now you're out in that field. It's raining. It's, it's it's windy. I don't know if you can hear the wind or not. But, My eyes uh, just, are bloodshot. They're crying. Just get the community involved in this, and I think it'll do really, really well. Um, this casting news is unreal, though. I can't believe they're getting such massive actors in it. I I think just keep. I think bring in the rock. For, oh, they, oh my god, The Rock would be great, actually. I'm, I'm telling you, bring in The Rock. Bring in everyone. Just fucking... Nobody's going to expect this. this movie to be good. But bring in everyone who wasn't in Endgame. So who's left in Hollywood? The Rock. Bring The Rock in. I think I think at this point it's just the cast of Fast and the Furious have to come <laughs> in. <laughs> Big Vinny D. He'll come in. He doesn't care. Michelle Rodriguez is already there. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll love it um, so Sean yeah they are going to be doing a Dungeons and Dragons movie and that cast is getting bigger and bigger every single week but one particular director Sean that we love here on the show and I did say we would never talk about a movie in particular that he's doing that's coming out around about March 18th March 19th you know what I mean um, you've mm. probably heard of him uh, Mr. Zack Snyder now, Zack, Sny- 
Snack Snyder. So Zack Snyder, he is of course he's a, he's busy with Justice League, but once Justice League is finished, Sean, he's already kind of told us what he's moving on to next. Um, if you tell so me Spider Man, I'm gonna cry. No. <laughs> He's doing homecoming again. <laughs> he's recutting no. other people's he's films He's recutting now. homecoming, <laughs> and he's decided that Avengers Endgame needs to be cut up. You know what Z- I mean? Um, but Zack Snyder's uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> Zack Snyder's Star Wars. I would watch it. Just we've added one extra scene with Jared Leto. He's talking to Darth Vader. <laughs> Still the Joker, though. <laughs> he's still the Joker and for some reason it's a dream sequence it doesn't make any sense um, but Zack Snyder not only is he moving on to Army of the Dead but when that's done he has this big zombie movie that he's doing with Dave Batista and everything and for all intents and purposes it looks quite good but now we've figured out that he's moving on to developing a fateful retelling of the mythological king Arthur yes Sorry. Zack Snyder's moving into King Arthur territory, Sean. Did we not five years ago get four King Arthur movies and one of them was Transformers? <laughs> it felt like that, yes. There was one with Merlin. That was the Transformers one. Was there one with a Skarsgård? I think there was, you know. Yeah, and, there's, and it made no money. There was one that was meant to come out recently as well, The Green Knight. That was meant mm. to come out, but it got delayed. But it's still a King Arthur movie. Yeah. Why? Why sure. is it, What's the big love of King Arthur? <laughs> I don't know. How is Zack Snyder going to do King Arthur any better? Is this like a? Is this a a, a three hundred thing that he's just going to take like historical elements now because he's been so I, burned by comic books? Actually, that's a very good point in regards to three hundred. Like three hundred is a great film, and Zack Snyder quality. Yeah, and, and he's involved in that film, Sean, you could say. So, maybe, if he brings that kind of little magic that he brought to 300, but bring it into the King Arthur kind of era, Connor, you yeah, might I, have a... Well, I'm, wor- I'm worried you're not hearing me. Like, he can't just make 300, but it's King Arthur. Uh, why? It can't just be a shot-for-shot <laughs> remake, but in armour this yeah. time. Yeah, but imagine, they're not topless. But they all just look like King Arthur. Like there's, he just has all the scars guards, and they're all called Arthur. Okay, but there's so many King Arthur stories, right? <laughs> like in general, yeah. like in in the actual, like the written King Arthur stories. There's so many to pull from. He's definitely just going to do Sword in the Stone, though, right? Sword in the Stone, and Merlin's going to be there. Yeah, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, perfect. St- if they don't bring this Tucci back. As Merlin, I'm walking out of the cinema. Now, that's to imply that I will go see this, but I'm walking out of the cinema. Speaking of the two, she'll pop up in a trailer later as well. Somehow, somehow Bruce Wayne's parents are going to die in this film. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Arthur kills a guy and fucking Lancelot <laughs> is just like, I wonder how this will impact things in the future. And then it hard cuts. <laughs> and they're just pearls. Oh my god. Just, just Jeffrey oh, Dean Morgan. I, I'd look. I'd watch a King Arthur movie where Martha pulls the sword out of the stone. I would watch that film. That would be great. Do, actually, <laughs> do you know who I would love to play King Arthur? Go on. The dude who plays Homelander. Oh, yes. Have him be an absolute bastard. But you know, then what you want is Homelander. In King Arthur world. In various historical settings. In various historical settings. Is he still superpowered? For the sake of him not just being worshipped as a god, no. But he has all the confidence of somebody superpowered. Yeah, he, I'll give him strength. He's still very strong. But like, right. like a regular man strong. But no emotional strength. <laughs> like, oh. like he just, he's stressed. He's just, he's just wound up the whole time. That's his weakness. He's just, he just, he just tossing and turning, thinking about that sword stuck in the stone. <laughs> Go to sleep, honey. I can't. The fucking sword. Is this a passion project of his, or has someone like hired him to do a King Arthur movie? No, he you know? says that he wants to get into this world, shot, And he wants to tell um, a faithful retelling of the Ooh. mythological concept. Which I feel like those terms aren't... I don't think they work, do they? A faithful no, like, retelling of something mythological. 
yeah, myths by themselves are like larger than life. So he wa- he wants to recreate just a myth. He wants to tell the story of King Arthur. That's fine. But don't I just I think I just don't like Zack Snyder anymore. <laughs> a shame because as we said 300 is a great film and he could have if straight from 300 you got the news he's doing a King Arthur movie you go maybe that's pretty good I just feel like we're just burnt out we've heard so much about the man over the last like more than I need to in my life over the last five years um, and so when I, whenever I hear he's moving on to a new project I kind of just go maybe it'll be good I don't really know let's see what happens but I think a great combination of King Arthur, which is a movie franchise I don't think people really care about. I think it's fine, and it has name recognition. But the last two movies both didn't do very well. And to be fair, one of them was a Transformers film. I'll give you that. But the King Arthur movie itself did really bad. And I I remember in the box box office, that did awful. And they were just like, I don't know how. Everyone loves King Arthur stories. It's, it's so this much. and Robin Hood. Just they never, yeah. never do as well as anyone expects them to. No, because it's like they're good. They're good ideas, but people have seen that film so many times they don't care. And especially now that Game of Thrones has come and gone, people are kind of like, oh, that was really good for so long that like a King Arthur movie comes out and goes, okay. We've seen eight seasons of it on this other show that probably looks a bit better. Yeah, so I'm. I think if you had told me, like a different that the, that there was just a King Arthur movie in development, I would be saying, "Hey, we've seen it a million times already, but let's give it a chance." But because it's Zack Snyder, I just think he's going to be the most uh, annoying proponent of his own King Arthur movie <laughs> and that withering assessment is where we will leave that news report I'm so. sorry to be so negative because I really like the King Arthur story I just think all the movies are shit I, I love the tooch I want him back as Merlin oh he was I, and he played Merlin he was, he was old Merlin and new Merlin <laughs> I think we should do a hero, not a hero zero, um, a Lazarus Pit on that Transformers film because it's so bad. It's so terrible, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, Okay, we're going to have to move on, Sean, to another piece of news that I think you're going to love. So, do you remember a certain Quicksilver from the the X-Men universe? That was Mr. Evan Peters. Ah, yes, the character who was... 20 years old in the in the first time we met him mm. and then two decades later is 24 years old it looks like he ages slow runs fast everyone knows runs, that about runs him. fast ages slow same as myself yeah. yes <laughs> oh i'm so old i did it the wrong way around um so sean another thing you love 90s remakes now what have i told you I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put these three words out. Well, one of them's a number, but bear with me. Um, Ace Ventura, three, starring Evan no. Peters. No. <laughs> wow, really? Jim Carrey's son, the son of the pet detective, will be played by Evan Peters. He's being considered to play is- Ace Ventura in Ace Ventura Three. But isn't this? we've already seen there is an Ace Ventura 3 and it is about his son but is his there? son's his son's like 10 it's a really weird like direct to video thing how do I know oh, this oh okay but it's it, his son just solves animals and is it's a 10 year old doing a Jim Carrey impression for 100 minutes and I feel what? like that might not have the same charm no but Ace Vin- how do you reconcile the fact that like it, Jim Carrey Ace Ventura is probably not going to be in this movie. So we have to see Evan Peters having either processed his father's death or <laughs> processed the fact it that his father Ace Ventura abandoned him. It opens with a funeral. It opens, they released it a opens dove. Fu- no, it opens on a funeral. But it's not Jim Carrey's funeral. It's the mother's funeral. 
And then you find out that Jim Carrey's pet detective had left. He up and left. And Evan Peters now has no parents. Like, what What are the stakes in a new Ace Ventura movie? What were the because, stakes in the old Ace Ventura films? Um, there's... A dolphin was stolen and then it got really transphobic right at the end. And then in the <laughs> oh, second no, yeah. one... He went, uh, it's only the bit with the rhino's arse. That's all yeah, I, I can... I was just about to say, he came over rhino's arse. That's the only thing I remember the second Ace Ventura movie for, which I don't know if that says more about me or the film. I think he goes into a jungle, because his, is his dad in the jungle? No, maybe not his dad. Somebody's in the jungle and he goes there to meet a tribe for some reason. Yeah, he's... It, fucking hell. I'm just reading the Wikipedia. Uh, Go on. So, in the Himalayas, after a failed mission uh, results in a raccoon falling to its death, oh, uh, no. Ace Ventura succumbs to severe depression and joins a Tibetan monastery. <laughs> you didn't think this got sad before. He's already succumbed to depression in the sequel. What about the trequel? The, oh, the tree is. I don't. I don't know that this humor will work in 2022 or whenever this comes out. Barely worked then. It barely worked. Then. This was that was Jim Carrey, like 1996. Jim Carrey, like Batman Forever. Jim Carrey. That is, he was just at the zenith of a man who is just manic energy. He's yeah. He's just. You just hire him to make weird noises, and. Mm offend people <laughs> like his yeah. offend his fellow co-stars <laughs> which we always talk about Tommy Lee Jones um, saying he cannot sanction his buffoonery which is one of our favourite stories but I mean when I read this I was like Ace Ventura Pet Detective number 3 does anybody want this as well could this work Will it? I mean Evan Pierce is a good actor but as you said I don't know if this comedy is going to work I no, I don't think you can just make the same movie. I think like surely it has to be you know Evan Peters as what if he's a shyer version of Ace Ventura but he learns to become more confident. That sounds boring <laughs> as fuck. Why did I even pitch that? <laughs> I feel like that's worse. Like throughout the movie he gets more and more like just irksome as it goes along he just slowly morphs into a terrible human being like like he's really nice at the start he's like he's just a really nice vet he's just like helping just really sick animals and just solving crimes that involve sick animals i i know exactly how you do this right so it's evan peters but he's just been raised but like he has traveled the world helping animals with his dad ace ventura and oh. he only knows how to act like his dad. <laughs> and then his dad comes back and he has to slot into regular society. Yeah, and it's just him, like, trying to do the funny faces, but, like, he's at a meeting. He's, like, on a Zoom call. Oh, like, he doesn't realise. He's, yeah, he's going for job interviews and he's just, like, doing the talking arse bit. <laughs> and he's, like, he keeps trying to say, like, all righty then. But he's just like, all, r- all right, yeah, oh. Oh, that, all right. That's yeah. the end of the movie, is that he's going to get together <laughs> with the love interest and they're going to be in a car and she's going to be like, want to have a bunch of sex? And he'll be like, all righty then. <laughs> no, he's, all, he's like, all right. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be wearing a terrible Hawaiian shirt the whole time. Finn. <laughs> it just comes up Finn. At the end, everyone just stands up and claps. He's finally learned. Standing ovation. <laughs> I can see that at Sundance. I can see that at the Sundance Film Festival. I, I I think that's the only... Like, you need to call attention to the fact that a human cannot behave like Ace Ventura behaves. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just wanted to talk about Evan Peters. I'm, I'm praying that he maybe tries to rein it back in but I think if you go for it you have to go all in and I, I think he's probably just going to do a remake of Ace Ventura and it'll have a, a Jim Carrey cameo at the very end or Jim Carrey will play like an old doctor or something who's just like there's something wrong with you 
it's just like I, I, I fully, I love the idea of opening it with a funeral, be it his mother or Ace Ventura's funeral. You just want Ace Ventura to die. Yeah, just let the man die. Yeah, just he leave wants it to in the look 90s. in those eyes. <laughs> Bury him in a fucking rhinoceros's arse. That's how we want it to go. Yeah, I hope Evan Peters knows what's expected of him in this film. <laughs> yeah, what we're expecting of him. Everyone keep, everyone message him. <laughs> Let him know. Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. Now, this could have knockout effects to the DCEU shot. And that is the news that they have cast Supergirl in DC's The Flash movie. Oh. Sean, that is right. The Flash movie that not only has several Batman has now cast its own Supergirl within the film. Which means they could be bringing Supergirl to the DCEU, even though we don't really know if Henry Cavill is still Superman. So I suppose Supergirl is the replacement to Superman. Maybe, yeah. Like, did we ever get an answer as to... Because in Man of Steel there was that open Kryptonian pod. Open pod, yeah. Was that confirmed that she's just out and around now? or it's, I, I'm pretty positive that was confirmed to be her pod, yes. Right. Uh, okay. So maybe it's maybe it's her in the mainline DC universe. Or maybe it's she's part of, you know, a, a different universe that the Flash goes to. Because we're, we're assuming that because of all the casting and stuff. Um, and maybe she became the main Kryptonian on that other Earth. That it wasn't, you know, Clark Kent or Superman or whatever you want to call it. That it's it's her. She She's the one who became the protector of Earth kind of yeah, deal. Yeah, and like Supergirl is a completely badass character. So it was only a matter of time before... They, obviously, she's had her own movies before, but... There's, it was only a matter of time until they brought her into this universe. Um, but what this has is that they're going to develop a Supergirl solo movie in a few years. And I think that's, pr- that's confirmed, that they are developing a Supergirl film. Or they are heavily looking into doing that. Which would imply to me that maybe this is... Sean, I feel shocked saying this. What if the DCEU introduced a character in a minor role... Before giving them their own film, so the character audience know who they are beforehand. Shut your mouth, Connor. <laughs> I need... They've only done it once before. It was Wonder Woman, and that worked out as the best movie they've ever done. <laughs> That's that is true. Sometimes the uh, you know the the tease and reward kind of way of making a film. Sometimes that's the way to go, but other times I would say you just give you know give, introduce Supergirl. And just say, this is Supergirl. She has all the powers of Superman. But she's here. And contractually, she works on this movie. And then that's all you get. <laughs> you say it out loud. I should say, by the way, Sasha Cal is down to play, the, play Supergirl in the film. So she's um, known for her role on The Young and the Restless. And they basically... They, Apparently, Andy Muschietti, who uh, is the director of The Flash, they went over nearly a thousand other possible candidates throughout the whole of uh, North America and South America trying to find one actress to play this role and eventually she's after getting the role which implies to me if they're working that hard to find that the actress for the role maybe this isn't just like it's it, it would just be a five second cameo she could be in the film for maybe a few minutes maybe 20 minutes does she have an actual part in the plot it is Flashpoint after all you might as well bring her in exactly now's the perfect time and like you can use Flashpoint to tease these characters and then they get a full movie later on and then you mm. do a Justice League movie and it has Wait, no what? effect because we already had two bad ones of those <laughs> and then we all be sad and then we start again start again yes I want to see the pearls again what exactly happened in that alleyway just, I, I don't think they'll ever No, I see I thought that but then mm. I was watching Joker and yeah. I saw three people walk down an alley and I thought, I'm going to have to text Connor about this. <laughs> but, Sean, that means the Supergirl is coming to the DCEU. And I think this is actually pretty big news because of all the 
It's like there's so much speculation surrounding. I know Ben Affleck is coming back for this, but with Batman and Superman out, and Wonder Woman is kind of their front runner at the minute. They're, they're trying to rely on Aquaman. They're hoping the Flash takes off. I think they need a super person somewhere along the line, and I don't know if they're sure about Henry Cavill. They know I think he's coming back for cameo roles, but I don't know if he's signed on for a, a specific film. He could even come back. And actually, she should probably teach him if she's been out of the pod longer than he has. But where was she all this time is kind of a question you're going to have to answer. Yeah, because they both, like, they landed in the same place and she just left. So, I don't know, maybe maybe she was, uh, maybe she just walked a different direction uh, than Clark Kent did. (laughs) Yeah, but she still has superpowers. Maybe she flew a different direction then. Yeah, but uh, what I'm saying is, Wasn't what she? happens? Yeah, Sorry, where what? was she? Superman's dead. How oh, she was found by the Russians. Oh right. Oh, okay. Keep talking. You do uh, red daughter instead of red son. Oh, huh? oh. She's she, the antagonist. She comes around. She's Supergirl in the main, like as as a hero now, and you have a you have a redemption arc. Is how you introduce a character. And it ends with her going, All right, I will save the world. And then Finn. All right, then. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dead. I will. Uh, Yeah, maybe you do. I, I think that would be a cool idea because otherwise it doesn't really make any sense. She's just as powerful as Clark. And... If she came to the Earth, if she came to Earth first, and she got out of the pod first, he had to grow up or whatever, and see his dad die in a tornado, even though he clearly could have saved him. Very but preventable. What, who am I to tell Superman what to do? Um, but then he died fighting, trying to save the world. There would have been at some stage, logically, a point where she would have said, "Maybe I should help." Somehow. Yeah, that was like national, like international news, wasn't it? Even if you turn up to the funeral and you know he's dead. Yeah, and you just pay your respects and then you say, hey, Batman, I can do everything that he could do, but I have and, ten years of practice on him. And she seen Zod destroy the whole of Metropolis. And she just let that happen. <laughs> She's evil. You know what? The more I think about it, she doesn't seem like a good egg. Seems like a bad egg. Seems like a bit Seems of a like a bad egg, Sean. I didn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> I'm against this whole idea. No, absolutely bring Supergirl into the universe. I think they're trying to surround Ezra Miller with more interesting characters because they know he can't run. And I I quite like that. Yeah, and they've got that cape animation down already. So you you don't want to delete that After Effects preset. No, you've absolutely nailed it. And it looks real cool. So keep it. (laughs) Um, So, Sean, we're going to finish off this week. You mentioned Joker earlier on. Indeed, I did. We're finishing off with... The big trailer of the week. And that is the trailer for the movie everybody is so excited for. And that is Cruella. Sean, this stars Emma Stone. And yeah. she's taken over from Glenn Close. And she is now Cruella de Vil. Sean, what do you think of this trailer? This looks thunderously dumb. <laughs> Disney's Joker was trending for two days after this trailer came out. Because it's the same energy of a movie. Like, mm. it's someone who is, you know, unhappy and then revels in being bad. Which I don't think makes for a compelling protagonist. We live in a fashionable society. Oh, look, no one's questioning. <laughs> I, I was having this conversation during the week. Whatever you think about skinning puppies alive and everything like that. <laughs> like, Whatever you think. Take what you want. We're not going to judge you. Well, we might, but... Yeah. The, the outfits, the looks are un- unparalleled, uh, especially Glenn Close, which is a tough act to follow. It is tough to follow Glenn Close in any in any sort of form of acting. Really, it's it's quite. A, but Emma Stone is very good. We're not we're not arguing Emma Stone being great. I think just the idea of Cruella as a movie. Just I'm just I remember watching this trailer and I was just kind of like, why is this a thing? Like, I can understand if you did it from the other side, and you showed any other character in the 101 Dalmatians, show me one of the dogs. It would make more sense as a protagonist than Cruella. We see three dogs, like, growling at her, 
Um, so dogs don't like her. And dogs like everyone. What did you think of the British accent? The, oh, it's... It, it's it's a choice, isn't it? Like, that is a conscience... I don't think it's, like, aggressively bad. I think it's just because no. I know what Emma Stone sounds like, so it's really weird to hear that voice with her face. No, I, I think you could get away... I think... I think it's... I was listening to it and I thought, it's not offensive in any way. No, so, but it, uh, it does sound like... Go. She's doing it like a villain's voice as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, and at the end, she has to say, I'm Batman. Wait, no, I'm Cruella. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Cruella. Can you introduce me as Cruella? <laughs> Can you... When you introduce me... Can you introduce me as Cruella? Um, so she seeps, She says the star show that she saw the world differently. Because she's a bit of, you know... She's a bit weird. She That's wasn't a- for everyone. That's a fine sentiment. A, a lot of people aren't, mm. but also a lot of people don't want to kill not one, not two, no. but a hundred and one dogs. Even skinning one dog is too many skinnings of dogs in it's my too, book. It's too many to be forgiven as, oh, well, I'm just quirky and different. <laughs> I just see the world differently. You see a dog, I see a coat. I'm sorry okay. if you were offended. <laughs> It's one of those I'm sorry if you're offended kind of takes. Um, I just have written here, why is this movie? There's a devil car play at one stage. Like, and it, it just says devil at the front, which I feel like this trailer is very, it's very Disney. And it's a weird thing because it, it wants to be dark and edgy, but it's also but Disney. But it can't so, be. Yeah, it, it can be. So it can't go all the way. So it kind of no. has to be a little heavy handed. Don't get me wrong, I would love a horrifying Cruella de Vil movie. <laughs> but I would have I would also, love it. I would also loved a horrifying Maleficent movie, but they decided to turn her into an anti-hero of sorts. Yeah, I don't think Disney can pull this off, because they're going to back out of it. And you can't back out of it because we know what she's going to do. Yeah, we know that the culmination of this story is her trying to kill 101 animals. Hmm. Mm. And that that's not something I'm on board with, Connor. I'll say it right I'm, now. I'm, I'm coming around to it. I'm coming. <laughs> she, what do you think of her burning the dress, by the way? Uh, see, it's an entrance. It seems very it's, it's, unnecessary. It looks cool. It, it looks cool. cool. But it's just, I feel but like it's a waste of material. I just wear the dress you're wearing. Also, the dress doesn't go with the mask, I don't think. Jeez, <laughs> Gokwan has turned up. Well, I'm you just know, saying. Tell us everything. I'm just saying, there's a like, it, there's a there's a separation because she has the black and white hair and the black and white mask, and then the rest of her is a red dress, and it just doesn't work for me. And if she turned up wearing a navy top, I would be outraged. Oh, you're going to have God. a black ha- head of hair, navy top. That's outrageous. How dare you? You're not allowed the color navy. And then she steals a car. Think? Yeah, there's a car chase at some point in this film. It's going to be like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen style. And, oh, don't say that. Don't put that on this film. <laughs> And did you? Is there a supernatural element in this movie? What do you, What do you mean by that? Did you not see all the bats or are they moths? I thought they were moths. Think, that she had released moths into like the wardrobe. Oh, so to eat all the clothes. Yeah, and also, sorry, the most jokery bit of it. Have you seen how there's Cruella spray painted on a building a dozen yeah, times yeah. in UV light? And, and she's like spinning on stage with a cane and it's all green and purple lights. It's, and I'm just kind of like, just pick a different colour scheme. I don't understand. And then a mansion burns down. Like it's Oh yeah, the mansion burns down. Sean, are you interested in Cruella the film anymore after watching this trailer? Which is what trailers are meant to do. It is what trailers are meant to do. I'm really not. I want to. I want to watch it because I'm confident it'll be bad, and I want to laugh at it. Um, I'm. I do not want to see this. I'm going to wait till it comes out on Disney Plus and use the subscription I pay for to watch good shows and movies. And I'm going to watch this movie instead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think this is one of those films that. I. But to be fair, at the same time, Emma Stone wouldn't sign up to it if it was bad. I don't think. Like. I- She's she's a very, very talented woman. Oh, absolutely. And that's not up for debate. But I also think that um, in terms of like, it, it is a movie that will probably do well. And it is probably very good in terms of careers and awards and things like that. Um, like 
costume design should absolutely get oh, a nomination yeah. on this Easy. one, you know. Um and so I like I don't think it's a bad or a dumb career move to do it, but I think if you are someone making a film and you want Cruella de Vil to be the main character that the audiences relate to, when she was designed to be hated, to mm. be absolutely irredeemably bad, to the point that her worst. name is Cruel Devil. <laughs> I feel like we need an origin story for Thanos. Oh, God. Can we just get uh, an origin story for the swarm of bees uh, that yeah. killed Macaulay oh. Culkin? <laughs> I just think, could we get an origin story for the hunter who shot Bambi? Or her, <laughs> the mother? Like, it is that. And, like, all of these other Disney movies are, like, you can forgive them being soft around the edges because they are following, like, a fairy tale story. Or here's a bunch of animals in a, in a savannah. But this is, like, here, we're following a, a woman who wants to kill puppies is her main character description so that she can wear them as a coat. But she's pretty cool. Did you not see that that dress that she burned up? She's going to lead a revolution. I, again, like, the, the, the she's going to look great doing it. <laughs> but the puppies, Sean. The puppies are still going to die. The puppies are still going to die. And how, Okay, let me pitch you this, okay? <clears throat> okay. Glenn Close in an Easy A prequel. Huh? I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Go on. And you know who else is going to be in that movie? The Tooch. The Tooch. We the didn't tooch mention back. the Tooch in this movie. I hope his part extends beyond looking at Cruella burn off a dress. <laughs> and he's an easy A. The Tooch is all over the place. And he's in Transformers 4. Oh my god. <laughs> the Tooch, Sandra The Saint of the podcast. I was going to say the Sandra Paid. Was the, the patron saint of the podcast. I, I, I'm thinking of doing up the room. I'm going to get some of that Satron paint. <laughs> you don't want to Satronize the place. It's, a, it's not good. Um, Sean, I think that's it for this week's movie news. I think so too. Shall I take us out, Connor? Please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you goes out to all of our patrons over on Patreon who support the show and help us keep doing this, um, especially given like the last year that it's all been. The continued support is really amazing, so thank you all. Special shout-outs then. Actually, to preface, by law, I have to say whatever name people write on Patreon. So, And actually, I'd, I've had an update in the past uh, two hours or today at some stage about a name change so I'm wondering do you have the name change for one of the patrons so I'm going to let you say the names and I'll say what the name change was okay perfect and we'll do it that way if I pass it stop me I'll recorrect and then we'll do it okay I can only update the Google Doc so fast folks yes uh, but uh, big thanks goes to Waffles insert something funny here Williams Kira Lawler David Clark Ed Ball Joe Burney Raymond D's Nuts King Roshi uh, Valley oh it's Miss, uh, Miss, it's Raymond Amethyst Realms X Ging. Oh my God, Amethyst <laughs> Raymond Amethyst Realms X Ging. Does that make Ray canonically a ghost? I think so. Yes, because I think he said he said he picked it because the ghost was called Ray. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, thank you for clearing that, that story up. You've added a new layer of depth to the show, Ray. <laughs> Uh, thanks also to Roisin Halley, Ryan Evanson, Sean Sphere for a Head Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Aspiring Sharkfoot Hyam Roos, Lil Dicky, since Sean has to read whatever we put here, I'm just going to take a moment and plug my podcast, The Retronomipod McGrew, <laughs> and Luke Hothoff Podcast. That's evil. Lil Dicky, that is evil. That's it. You, you get one of those. You only get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i i think that's it for this week's show sean that's it uh all the links are below for merch and to support the show and uh to follow us on all our socials but the most important thing just tell one human being that we exist just the one please so i've been color lawler i have been sean mean and we'll see you next week guys bye bye 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.